John. The book of 2 John. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Angels in heaven bow. Hallelujah. Yes. The elder to the chosen or to the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth. And not only I, but also all who know the truth because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. I, I want to talk tonight, today, excuse me, from the thought, embracing your election. Embracing your election. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word, when it goes forth, will not return to you void, uh, but it will accomplish all that you desire, and you will prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Speak now, Lord, for your servants here. In Jesus' mighty name, release your anointing, your peculiar anointing, that we might minister under your anointing. The yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we thank you now. Hallelujah. Amen. To the elect lady and her children. I want to talk about embracing your election. Hallelujah. Last week, uh, this past week on Monday, um, I attended the funeral of uh, Mother Hattie Long, the mother of Bishop Eddie Long. And as Bishop uh, Long eulogized his mother, he used this passage of scripture and he said something that, that stuck out to me, that jumped out at me. And I want to share this with you. And some of the things he shared, I'm sure, were personal, but because he shared them publicly, I'm sure he won't mind if I share them with you today. Because in the message, he talked about how his father was a really hard man and his mother had a, a difficult time. Um, she'd only gone as far as the fifth grade, I believe it is, in school. And she'd spent her life, um, after growing up, being a domestic worker, taking care of her family, taking care of her husband. And because of the way uh, his father treated his mother, one day he went in the room and his mother was packing her clothes. She said, I'm leaving I have a life I want to live, uh, and, and it's time for me to leave, in essence. And he, said, he said to his mother, he said, Mama, if you leave now, I'll die. And when he said that to her, I guess it, it, it stuck in her mind that she had four boys, that if she left her sons, that it would be a very difficult situation for them. So she started unpacking her bags and she unpacked her bags and she stayed at home. And 
He said, from that time forth, things began to change for his mother and in their house because it was his mother that led his father to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. But the thing that he said that, 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 that jumped out at me was that his mother embraced her election to be a mother and a wife. She embraced her election. She was not able to do some of the things that she thought she wanted to do in life. But she was the best mother. He, he said she was the best mother that anyone could have had. And the best wife from his perspective. Because apparently she followed the injunctions of scripture. She said, he said she couldn't read very well, but she could read her Bible. And she would find herself reading the Bible. And, 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 you know, in the scriptures, it talks about the wife that will win her husband over with a quiet and a gentle spirit. But it came as she embraced her election. As she embraced her election, things began to change in her life. Now, I'm trying to do this as quick as possible, not too fast, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want you to get this. When I speak of embracing one's election, I'm speaking of embracing, owning, grabbing a hold to that which we perceive and know that God has called us to, chosen us for, or elected us for. Now, Usually, when we read this scripture, and of course, you know, any commentary will say that this scripture in particular is speaking to the church. So when we deal with calling, when we deal with election, most of us think in terms of either salvation or being called to preach or being a prophetess or, or being an evangelist or being an apostle. And, you know, we have all of these things in the ministry that we see or that we believe that we have been elected for. And many times we overlook the fact that in the ordinary stations of life, we have been called by God to fulfill certain roles and responsibilities. And because many times we want those things that are in the light, so to speak, or we want those things that are out in front of people, we want to be recognized and sometimes people go into ministry because they have low self-esteem and they want to be in a place where somebody will look at them and, 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 and give them accolades for what they're doing. They don't embrace those things that uh, some people may call menial. Some, some women don't see motherhood as a calling. So therefore, they will neglect their children and their families trying to do things in the name of Jesus in the church. Because they don't understand that, that first of all, your first election is to be a mother. Yeah, your first election. Men cannot bear children. God didn't create us that way. God created us to father children. God created us uh, to be that stabilizing force in the home. And even though sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to do, 
but God created us to be that person that provides for our families and that loves our wives. You know, and, and I don't want to go there. Maybe I'll go there on Father's Day, but let me just say that since, I, since you're here and I said it, you know, because you may not be here Father's Day, you know, it, it's, 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 it's when men don't treat their wives right, you know, we, we mess up something. We miss the blessings of God when we are abusive and we are uncaring and unloving and, and we, 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 we do people wrong. I never will forget the color purple when, uh, when, uh, when she looked at that man and she said, was it, what, what was her name? Celie. Unless you do right by me, everything that you do and nothing you do going to prosper. And next time you see that man, he's walking behind a plow and a mule and his crops didn't grow. I mean, house run down, the shutters off the house. You know, and we don't understand, many times we don't understand that, and, and this is a part of being a man, this is a part of our election men and, and as husbands, that we're to love our wives and we're to dwell with them according to knowledge uh, as the weaker vessels. Yeah, and weakness does not mean that they can't do things. So sometimes women are stronger than men because anybody can give birth to a child. Natural childbirth, that's a strong thing. We can't stand a, a pen sticking us. Lord have mercy if we had to give birth to a baby. But sometimes we won't embrace those things that we call, that we think are small, with, that we think are, are, are non-important, that we think are menial, or that, that we think that don't, don't give us the proper recognition that we would like in life. And it is so important for us to begin to discover what it is that God has called us to. And I'm not talking about preaching, okay? I'm not talking about preaching. I'm talking about just ordinary, everyday. What has God called you to? What is your place in your house? If you are a child, embrace being your parent's child. Because there's going to be a time where you're still your parent's child, but you're not in the house with your parents. Are you understanding? You know, and if you want to be grown and stay at home, just know that you're still your parent's child at home. You know, mom and dad have still got rules, and you still got to abide by the rules of the house if you want to be grown and stay at home. You know, yeah, so, but, 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 but we need to, wherever we are, you know, if, 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 if you know that you are gifted to be a teacher, Embrace that. If you, are, if you are gifted to be an accountant, embrace that. You know, the ministry things can come later because if you're not faithful in that which is least, certainly you won't be faithful in that which is greater. And many times in the church we have a lack of faithfulness because we don't take time to look at what you're doing in your personal life. If you're not embracing uh, your, your personal life and, and, and the giftings of God in your personal life, certainly you're not going to be faithful in ministry. Because a lot of times we, we come in ministry because we want to be seen. Not every time, not all the time, but sometimes we want to be seen. 
You know, you have a wonderful voice. But have you embraced the anointing of God if you want to operate in ministry? Have you embraced your salvation? Have you embraced the Holy Ghost? You know, have you embraced the giftings of God so that it's not just a melodious voice to be able to tickle people's fancy, but, but so that you can minister out of that singing and the anointing of God will destroy yokes and remove burdens. But you can't come to ministry and embrace the gifts of, of the Holy Ghost in ministry when you don't embrace those giftings in your everyday life. So if you have the gift of service, where are you going to serve first? No, sister, you come in and serve in the pastor and you don't serve your husband. Or if your, if your pastor's a woman and, and you're going to serve her, but you ain't going to serve your husband, your, your, whatever, at home, your wife. You understand what I mean? You know, you're going to come and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna mother everybody outside of the church, but you don't take care of your own children at home. Embrace your election. Embrace it. You know, sometimes we look at people on television and, and, and you know, we look at other people that we know that are famous and we want to be like them. And sometimes we find ourselves trying to be like them. But let me tell you something, you can't be anybody else. You can only be yourself. Yes, we get inspiration from other people. We can learn things from other people, but you can't be anybody else. You have to embrace who you are. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, yeah, embrace, embrace, embrace your election. Um, in the New Testament, the New Testament speaks of Christ as God's chosen one and as the church is God's new chosen people in Romans chapter 8, verse 33. And, and even though the reference here is to the church as a whole, each individual believer is chosen by God and is therefore one of God's elect. Each one of us has an election on our lives. We're not just here. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're not just existing. There's an election on your life or for your life. Yeah. yeah. So, so when we talk about this, yes, we can talk about individual election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said earlier, it doesn't just deal with salvation. It doesn't just deal with the call to, just, does not just deal with the call to professional ministry. It speaks to and deals with our everyday life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, as we talk about election, and I'm trying to go through this, in, in 2 Peter um, chapter 1, this particular scripture speaks volumes to us, okay? In chapter 1, it talks about making your call an election, sure. Now notice what he says. He says his divine power has given us everything we need. It didn't say for ministry. It says his divine power 
has given us everything we need for life and godliness. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us, our election, by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his, very, his great, very great and precious promises so that through them you might participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption uh, in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, feel like y'all turned the heat on in here. For this very reason, Make every effort, for this very reason, make every effort, for this very reason, make every effort, someone say every effort, to add to your faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measures, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sin. Now, verses 10 and 11 there, the Amplified Version says, Brethren, be all the more solicitous and eager to make sure or to ratify, to strengthen, to make steadfast your calling and election. Right? For if you do this, you will never stumble or fall. Thus, there will be richly and abundantly provided for you entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, let's, let's, let, let, let's kind of break this down because this is a powerful teaching right here. Uh, for as we look at the things that God has elected us to do in life, if we will just embrace them, if we will ratify them, and if we will strengthen them, Lord have mercy. If we will make those things steadfast, we will prosper. We will have good success. We will excel in life. Now, 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 now isn't that what we want to do? We want to have good success. How many of you all would just love to be a millionaire, a billionaire right now? Tell the truth and shame the devil. You would. I would too. Both hands and feet raised. We want to do well. We want to prosper. We want to excel in life. You love to get recognized for doing excellent on your job. You like it when the boss is pa passing out bonuses and you get this great bonus because of the excellent things you've done in, on, on the job. So that's what we want. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think some people are passed over for bonuses? Because they didn't do well. They didn't excel. 
And some of those same people will get angry with you because you excelled. And they will say, oh, she thinks she's better than everybody else. Oh. You know, something negative and not own the fact that they had the opportunity to do well but fail to embrace it. Wow. You, when you know what you have been called to, if you if you if you own a job, and, and and this is why you really should you really should know your election, you should know your gifting, you should know your calling, and 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 and, and I'm trying to. You know, God is not just concerned about us coming to church, dancing and shouting and, and speaking in tongues and people getting healed. God is concerned about your everyday life. God wants you to excel in your everyday life. God wants you to be the best at whatever it is you have been gifted to be in your everyday life. But you have to embrace the giftings of God in your life. Because God is not just cutting heads open, pouring out uh, strength and ability and knowledge. He's just not doing that. There are some things that you've got to embrace. How many of you study, how many mothers have really studied to be a better mother? Most of the time we watch what our mothers did. Well, you watch what your mother did. Most parents parent the same way their parents did. And most of the time, we don't ever try to find out something different. That means that we are not trying to embrace this gifting or this calling that God has given. We just think, well, you know, being a parent is just being a parent. Pop them out, raise them. <laughs> and that's why children come up so messed up. Because first of all, a whole lot of people start real young having children. There was this girl in the paper the other day. She, she's 31. Her child is 18, graduated from Rock Hill High School. Some of you all saw it. She was 13 years old when she had the baby. She said she didn't know what was going on. She knew she did something. But she, at 13, well, maybe she didn't back then. But today, children know. So you start... And that's why, you know, we, we in, I encourage you, and I'm not ashamed to encourage us and encourage our children, don't be having babies and you're still a baby. You know, learn something. Learn something. Embrace who you are, where you are, because you're not mature enough. You know, I was talking with... Two of these little boys, and they were talking about girlfriends. They, they, third grade, second grade, they talking about their girlfriend. I said, listen, you're not old enough to know what a girlfriend is. But listen, adults push that foolishness. It's not just the children. It's the adults that's pushing that foolishness. When your children should be playing with, with, with G.I. Joe or whatever they play with, and you really should watch what they're playing with, you know, you should watch what they're watching on, on, on television. And I, I do believe that this is an excellent thing that when you give your children computers, the computer should be in the family room. A lot of us messed up by letting our children have computers and television in their rooms. They need to be, so if you're on the computer, I can see exactly what you're watching. 
and I know children get to the point they don't want parents to know anything. But this is a part of embracing parenthood and studying to make yourself more effective. You know, how many choir members study music? How many choir members, you know, really study the song so that they will, they will not just know the words, but know why the person wrote the song? What was, the, what, was, what was the essence behind this? No, we're just going to learn the song. We're going to stand up and sing it because we got wonderful voices and we're going to tap the church. And that's not what it's about. Because we don't embrace. How many ushers get an usher's manual and study? Uh, no, all I have to do is stand at the door and let people in and, and pass out an envelope. Why did someone write an usher's manual? Because if you embrace this calling, if your gifting is to serve and you embrace it, then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna study, you're going you're gonna to ratify, you're going to strengthen. You're going to strengthen where you are and what you have so that you can excel in it. And it says we will never stumble. And th th that's what it said. It said, he said, we will, if we will ratify, we will strengthen. This is the amplified version of that. And make those things steadfast. We will prosper. We will have good success. And we will never stumble. Yes, Could it be that there is a lot of falling in life because we're trying to be something that God has not elected us to? Or that we are not ratifying, that we are not strengthening, that we are not making steadfast that thing that God has called us to. Could it be? Could it be? How many of us have children and we're too busy doing our own thing? Lord, you know, if it wasn't for grandmothers and granddaddies, some children, some children would just be lost. Yeah. Well, let me wrap this up. There are certain things that will happen when we embrace our election. All right? Certain things that will happen. When we embrace our election, the first thing that will happen is that we'll have the grace that we need to do what God has elected us to do. Now I, I, I'm reading into this text, but 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 Peter's but John says, John says, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Three things that God is going to do for you when you embrace your election. He's going to give you grace. He's going to extend mercy to you, and you're going to find peace in this thing. You ever heard any teaching on finding your passion? When you find your passion, you got grace, you got mercy, and you got peace. All right? Those are the three things that God is going to do. All right? First of all, he's going to give you the grace you need to do what he's elected you to do. The opposite side of that, and this is why a lot of times people struggle on jobs, and I know sometimes you just got to take a job so you can make some money. Amen. But you ought to not get settled there. Because there's something that God has elected you to do. There is a gifting that you have. There is something unique about you that God has placed in you. And that's what you should be running after. Amen. 
All right? People struggle because they don't have the grace to do certain things that they're trying to do. People struggle. How many young parents, single parents, struggle because God didn't grace you to be a parent as quick as you decided you want to be a parent? Or that boy that you were dating, he didn't really care about the, he didn't want you to have no child, no way. No, he didn't. Because he didn't put a ring on your finger. And he didn't put you in a house or apartment or at least a trailer. All he did was got what he wanted and he went on about his business. And then got you that's my baby's daddy. Like you proud of it. And that that Negro or that cracker, whatever he is. <laughs> Going on about his business. And here you are struggling. Because you began to operate in an area where you had not yet been graced to operate in. God will grace you. When you begin to operate in your election, God will grace you. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is help that you don't deserve. Yeah, he will be there for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you begin to embrace and ratify your election, God will begin to give you wisdom. God will begin to send people your way to speak into your life and begin to tell you, this is how you do this now. This is, this is, how, you, this is how you raise a child, you know. This is how you love a child, you know. Oh, yes, if you listen, God will grace you. God will grace you. I'm almost done today. Almost done. Yeah. Not only will he grace you, but God will give you mercy. He'll give you mercy. Mercy is not, uh, the mercy we're talking about is not escaping punishment. But it's the steadfast love of God. It's the steadfast love and favor of God on your life. Something that you, Yes, you don't deserve. And, you know, and when I was studying, um, one thing that jumped out about me about mercy is, is that it, it said that mercy uh, is something that we extend to people not because we're feeling sorry for them. We just decide that this is what we want to do. God extends his love toward us because this is what he wants to do. Not that he's feeling sorry for us. And when we embrace our election, do you understand what the steadfast love of God means? That God is there with you and that God is there for you. Even when you don't deserve him being there and God is doing things for you in the midst of what in the midst of what he's called you to do, his, his power, his anointing, his ability is there upon your life to get done what needs to get done. He'll give you grace. He'll give you mercy when you embrace your election. And lastly, God will give you peace. 
Wow. He'll give you peace when you embrace what he has called you to do. Not what you want to do. You know, God never calls us to just go and pick up a vocation. We ask our children, what do you want to be in life? What we should be teaching our children is to pray and seek God as to what God wants out of their lives. In Proverbs, uh, the, the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. The, 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 the RSV, I mean, the NIV says, train up a child in the way that he has been spiritually bent. There is a way that God has bent us. Which means that there is, there, there is a way that God has already shaped and because God knew us before we came forth from our mother's womb. God has a, had an anointing for us and on us before we ever came out of the belly. So what God has already ordained is already there. And the parent's responsibility is to discover that spiritual bend. And once we begin to operate in that area, the peace of God that passes all understanding begins to keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. When you're on a job and you're doing the things that you've been graced to do, the supervisor can be mean. Co-workers don't have to act, don't have to like you. But the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have a peace that the world can't disturb. Regardless of what they do, the world can't disturb the peace that you have when you are operating in your election because God gives this peace. There are things that God has elected you to that you're not yet walking in. Maybe you're trying to walk in somebody else's election. You're mimicking somebody else. You want to be like somebody else. When God created you, he didn't look at me and say, well, I'm going to make him like him. You're unique. You have unique, unique giftings in your life. You need to embrace. First of all, you got to discover, but once you discover, you need to embrace. And you know, it's not hard to discover what really just comes natural to you. If loving people comes naturally, I mean, you just, you're all around, you just love people. Folk can act like monkeys and you still love them. You know? You love serving people. You know? Embrace. Because it's out of your embracing that that then God is able to move you to higher levels in him and is able to use you in ministry in ways that are not that are not uh, filled with confusion and, and struggling and trying to push your way into things. Amen. But you got to start from embracing the giftings and callings 
that are on your life. You are elected people. We are elected people. There's an election on each one of our lives. Discover your election. Stop being confused. The Bible says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God. He gives to all men liberally. God's not trying to hide your election from you. He wants you to know what your gift is, what your callings are. And even if it's one thing, embrace it. If your name is never on the front of Time magazine, but your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, embrace it. You know, your name is not on the marquee with lights going all around it. But embrace where you are in God and what God has for you. Embrace it. So many people in the church are confused. Sometimes we put the cart before the horse because we want to do ministry and we don't want to take care of Life and living. Ministry will proceed out of your life. Ministry will proceed out of your life. If you love being hospitable to people, you got a ministry that's going to proceed out of that. If you love numbers, crunching numbers, and and, and ministry is going to proceed out of that. If you love graphics, ministry is going to proceed out of that. I talked to a preacher, a, a mechanic, and I probably shared this, and I said, I want you to go on a mission trip with me. He said, what am I going to do? I said, there are a lot of broken down cars that need to be fixed. And while you're fixing the car, you can share Jesus. But you got to embrace where you are. See the hand of God on your life where you are. You're looking down the road. One day I'm going to be a preacher. Where are you right now? One day I'm going to record. Where are you right now? Embrace the giftings of God on your life right now. Let's stand.